Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another week of the New Era Oilers podcast brought to you by the New Era Hockey Network. I'm your host, Nick Chung, and I'm here with my very, very good friend, Big Brett Wilson. How you doing, Brett? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. I am doing well. we got real hockey now, it seems like. So, hey, you can't yeah. complain now, man. No more preseason. It's all gung-ho. It's all meaningful hockey now. So, Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. Excited. I'm happy. Super excited to get back into the season, you know? Like, oh, man. So, uh, do you, like, ah, uh, man, <laughs> there's so much right. to talk about. First and foremost, I have to apologize for no episode last week. That is my bad. I took a shot to the face uh, playing goal for my ball hockey team and saddled me with a concussion, and we had to record the next day, and I just was not feeling it. <laughs> so uh, that, that is my fault. But we're, we're back. We're ready to go. And I'm excited to talk about some actual season hockey here. Right. I mean, let's be honest. So concussion is a pretty good uh, reason not to be able to <laughs> sit here and have an hour-long conversation when sometimes you're not yeah. even in your own head at that point. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yes. Real hockey. Yay. Real hockey. <laughs> yeah. So it was a it was a pretty pretty thrilling game there. I mean, uh, is there anyone in particular you want to you wanna start off on or – we just want to do kind of like a breakdown of the each period. Oh, let's, let's just go through the whole thing, man. Let's just freestyle it, my guy. I think you okay, start okay. from everything. Let's start with uh, start with the first goal, Puyarvi. We can talk about Puyarvi, how well he looked last night. Um, and he he was buzzing last night. He really was. Like, um, it looks like he hasn't really lost any of that preseason steam that he had going for him, and he proved it. Potted one in. You know, put us put us up one nothing. Scored our first goal of the season. He's he looked good. He looked confident out there. Not only that, let's be totally honest with you. That screenshot of him celebrating his goal in front of the net, <laughs> like that stills capture, is like <laughs> iconic. I think. I think some people should have that put up in their homes as a big poster board because that was that was a pretty cool photo to see. And oh my god, just the excitement! Like, oh, did you see that roar he did when he scored? Oh, yeah. How can you not love this guy? That's what I'm saying. How can you not love this guy? He's he's pretty animated. It's so like, yeah, uh, it's great to see someone just be so happy to just be playing the game and just going out there doing their job you know oh man absolutely i mean just the biggest roar when he scored that goal i mean he always looks like he seems to be having fun but he's also that type of player i mean like you said he hasn't really lost a step it seems like coming into the regular season he was full lying i mean it's a good it's a good pair to mcdavid and a dry saddle last night as they played a lot of minutes together but uh yeah, no, it's 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 great. It's nice to see that maybe that isn't a one-off season from Puliarvi when he come back and had such a solid season last year. And I think you look at it this year, and he he only looks like he's going to be improving. So I'm I'm excited to see how he goes throughout this whole season. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, well, I think that's one thing we actually got to talk about before first and foremost. I mean, there were there were rumors that this may happen, and. Um, and last night they were kind of confirmed, I guess, at least in the sense that uh, Dave Tippett seems to be dipping his toe into the water, uh, that McDavid and Dreisaitl will be playing together on the first line as opposed to the uh, Hyman-McDavid-Pugliarvi line we've been kind of uh, gawking over all offseason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, hey, I think – I always think that they'll have their greatest success if you split the two up. However, I mean, you bring in a guy like Hyman, who you're trying to bring in depth. And, I mean, we got to look at our second line. Like, yeah, we not sitting there with freaking McDavid and Dreisaitl, but, I mean, you got Ryan Nugent-Hopkins was there, and I believe it was Yamamoto on the other side, correct? Yep. Yep, yeah. Yamamoto, Nugent-Hopkins. I mean, so you got two great skilled players. I mean, often underlooked just due to the fact that they're playing under – uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, but holy, it's uh, it was nice to see even that line put together. They looked like they were buzzing. So, I mean, to have Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Puliarvi all play together all season, I mean, if we can get a, a second line looking like that, then I mean, maybe it is something that we could progress with. But I don't know. I I still I still feel more comfortable if they split them up personally. What do you think? I definitely agree with you. I mean, so the rumor has it that the Oilers are planning on keeping them together for home games and then splitting them up on away games. What's the guy yeah. now? Well, I mean, you know, the, the thing about those two are is, like, 
those two can play like four or five games not with each other, and then they play like three shifts in one game, and it's like they haven't not played together. So it's, I mean, I think throughout this whole entire season, we're going to see lots of McDavid and Dreisaitl and Puljujarvi, but I think we'll probably see a lot of Hyman, McDavid, and Puljujarvi as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think he was just trying to see his looks. You kind of you got to adapt your lines to your game style that you're trying to play. Whether you're trying to play an offensive minded game style, a defensive minded game style, and I think just having McDavid and Drysaddle on that line in that first game, for instance, and like you said, even for home games, I think a lot of it will be game dependent as well, right? I think yeah, yeah. it gives you the option and it gives you like the okay, well, we know if we want to get into this system, we have to have lines set up like this, and I think. Yeah, I think it's just great to see the success that the second line was able to have and how, how well they played as well That with McDavid and Dreisaitl and uh, Pugliarvi all on a line that we still could probably get a lot of point production from depth, right? Yeah, you know, actually, that's, that's <clears throat> kind of something that I um, I also wanted to talk about uh, because, you know, I was – I am i don't know if I've uh, ever voiced this opinion really on air here before, but – uh, I'm not really. I, I don't like that McDavid and Drysaddle uh, are on the same line. Like, I feel like that's something that should only happen. Like, say we're down in the third period by like a goal or two, and we got the goalie pulled, and you have them both out there. Like that, that makes sense. Or like overtime, power play, stuff like that, right? But yeah. um, I don't know. I've always been like. I guess it's part of me is because I am a real big like Drysaddle fan. And I hate that narrative that goes around that, like, oh, he plays on McDavid's wing. So, you know, he's just, like, a slightly above-average player who plays with McDavid's wing. Big deal. You know, like, this guy isn't... This guy <laughs> isn't, also like... Got, I mean, his elite shot helps, I guess. <laughs> right? Like, I hate that narrative. because, And I hear it a lot, especially from fans of other teams who don't really, like, watch the Oilers or whatever. That kind of seems to be, like, the consensus narrative, I guess, <laughs> Uh, for most people, is that oh, Drysdale just plays with McDavid, and you know his yeah, points Mc, are inflated. McDavid just dishes in the puck and feeds him wide open nets. This, that, the other thing. I get it. Pretty much, and like I'm like, oh, but they don't play on the same line, you know? No, because sure. they hadn't last year really, and they hadn't the year before that. I don't. Yeah, no, not really, not as much. And and so for Tippett to kind of like feed into that narrative a bit more and actually put them on the same line for me personally. Just kind of makes me like, eh. But that yeah. being said, that all being said, I will say that for large stretches in that first period, I think that Hyman Nuge um, Yamo line was more noticeable than McDavid and Drysaitel. Yeah, like they. Yeah, absolutely. They had a well. I mean, man, they're such a fast line, and you got a guy like Hyman willing to grind, right? Like, I mean. Nuge and uh, Yamo are not very big guys. So, I mean, to put a guy with yeah. like Hyman on the wing and allow him to create space and crush b- boards and stuff like that, work the outside and let these guys kind of play the middle a little bit. I mean, Nuge and Hopkins, he's no slouch. I mean, he does get look often, often overlooked just due to the fact, I mean, look who's in front of him. But, I mean, that guy's been – he's literally been a progressively better player every single season. If you look at like his just his game style, I mean, yeah, from the start. Are so talking I mean, about Nuge? Yes, Nuge, yeah. right? I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, like how how good of a player he is that it often gets underlooked, and he's our second line, right? So I hundred percent, right? And then you got Yamamoto, and I mean, oh, did I ever hope he scored on that breakaway last night for the oh. oh man, I was like, oh. <laughs> like that one tear came out of my eye when he got glove saved, but no, I mean, those two are two great players, and I think what. The one thing they lack is size, but with a guy like Hyman on the wing, he can be that size that creates the opportunities for these more skilled players. I mean, not to say Hyman isn't skilled in himself, but, I mean, like, I agree with you with the McDavid and Dreisaitl split up thing, so it's, uh, yeah. it's. I mean, we all expected Hyman to kind of be that first-line wing with McDavid, and that's kind of what everybody was excited for, and half the reason I thought we got him, but... right. Um, Right, but uh, hey, I mean, you also can't go wrong with the line with McDavid and Drysaddle. So, yeah, no, I I honestly totally agree. Like, I I don't know. I'm a big fan of just you know I, I was I was a big fan of Hyman last night actually, 
Oh, he played well, man. He played really well. He really showed he like why we went out to get this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he I, I think he really proved himself in the eyes of those people who haven't really been like looking too far into it or more casual fans. I think he's starting to win them over even just one game in. I mean, a goal helps. That always helps. <laughs> well, I mean, absolutely. And I mean, but you look at the, t- I mean, that's kind of why we brought him in, right? We kind of brought mm-hmm. him in for power play work. We brought him in for just being a physical player. I mean, he was creating opportunities as well by separating people from the puck and being able yep. to make a pass out of the corners and stuff like that. So, no, I think he came in and he kind of, he showed exactly like you said, exactly why we went out and got him and stuff like that. So it was super exciting to see. But you know what would be really cool? Now we're, we were talking about lines before, and now we're yeah, talking sure. about Hyman. It would also be cool to see a dry saddle McDavid and a Hyman line put Puyarvi down on the third for a second, sorry, for a little bit. Because, I mean, the, the thing about Puyarvi as well is that he showed last year that no matter where he played in the lines, he was always um, – how do I say it? He was always – Ah, he was always creating chances. He was yep. his forecheck was always like unreal. Didn't matter where he played, whether he played with McDavid or he, for some reason he was down on the second or third line, right? So, yep. I mean, it would also be a cool switch up to see maybe those two switch up and have Puyarvi second line Hyman up on the first, just to see kind of what it looks like. Um, but anyways, back to Hyman and how well he looked. No, I definitely agree. I don't know if um, uh, you remember uh, seeing this. I think it was in the second. Or early third, I want to say. It might have even been the first. I'm not exactly sure when it happened. <laughs> but <laughs> but there was this one play where uh, Hyman just takes it up through the Canucks zone. Yeah. And then, like, fights off uh, one of the Canucks and then takes the puck all the way around the net. Goes for – goes, takes a shot. Takes a shot first. And then it yeah. kind of bounces off the inner post, I believe. Yeah. And then he goes around the net has the puck again, takes uh, his own rebound, and, like, was able to create a whole play out of that. Yeah. No, that it's... is the exact strong play that we were hoping for from him. It was it was, <laughs> I, it was, was amazing to see. It was like, wow, that is Zach Hyman. Welcome to Edmonton. Right? I mean, it kind of takes the sting of his paycheck a little bit. Makes <laughs> it a little bit less. But, I mean, he, he did come in as advertised, as we could say. And, um he was definitely one of those lights out players. Um, I mean, another lights out player that we had last night, Mike Smith. Oh that yeah, guy showed up. I mean, yes, he was scored on twice, and it did go to a shootout. But I mean, those were both kind of fluky goals. But that man was—he looked on last night. He looked on. Yep. No, he definitely looked like Mike Smith of last year. Like oh, he was right? dialed in. I think it created that much more of a buzz in my household because I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, you got now that we got Hyman, I mean, <laughs> this is honestly the first time I've ever looked at an Oilers roster and been like, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm excited. You know what I mean? And then to come out yeah. and have a game like that, I mean, yeah, again, shootout, I get it. Two fluky goals in my opinion personally. Um, but Mike Smith, holy, Mike Smith played unreal. So yeah, Mike Smith was – Honestly, like lights out, like you said. Uh, another guy I want to talk about, but before I get to that, actually, I should mention one more thing about Hyman. I don't know if you caught um, or dry, or if you follow Drysital on Instagram or whatnot, but uh, he seems so excited for Hyman scoring his first goal. Oh man! Did like you see that face. Yeah, you see his face, oh, and then afterwards yeah. he posted on his story. He's like, "Wow! Like, congrats, Hyman! Like, you know." First yep. goal, and I'm it just you know, I think it goes to show that he's pretty well liked already in the locker room. Oh, 100%. I mean, even the way uh, McDavid was talking about him in the presser after the game and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I, they all seem to be very excited to have, have him here. And honestly, just the way he was explaining his experience in his first game as an oiler, I mean, he seems super excited to be here as well, too. So, uh, yeah, I mean. Keep bearing a play like that, and I bet you Oilers, Oilers fans all over this beautiful city will be showing you love, and you will be so much happier you signing them to Toronto. <laughs> uh, honestly, if he like plays his strong career, uh, it's not even a career. It's not sorry, strong season. He puts up 20, 25 goals, fifty-ish points. If he does that for a majority of his deal, I think he'll be beloved in the city. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. For a long time. Like we've always mentioned us being a blue collar city. Um, We 
we love players like that. We love to see the grinders who succeed. And I mean, Ryan Smith is a great example of what type yep. of player the Edmonton fan base absolutely adores. So, um, yeah, no, like you said, if he can come in and play the majority of this term that he has um, well and put up decent numbers, I think, like you said, he'll be one of the He'll be he'll be so happy to be an Edmonton Oiler. I can promise you that because there is no other fan love like Oilers fans. However, <laughs> I am gonna say there's no other hate like Oilers fans. So. Oh, that is very true. Yeah. So, so the other the other guy I want to touch on. Speaking of winning over the fans, Warren Fogle last night. What were your thoughts? I liked him, man. He looked good. He had a lot of great. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, man. He looked really good. He looked so good. It's, that's the exciting part is these additions that we brought in actually looked good. Like, man, we can get into Duncan yeah. Keith later. He looked good last night. Yeah, so. Duncan Keith. Was, oh man, Keith and Cece were not bad last night. No, nope, I mean there was there's a few times where I was like, ah, you know, maybe if he was just like slightly like uh, slightly off there, but like it didn't cost them because Mike Smith really backstopped them. But I, I thought they weren't that bad. They weren't they weren't awful last night. No, uh, but Fogel, like you said, uh, yeah, no, he had a tremendous game, and uh, mm-hmm. that's great. That's that's deep depth that we need and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, what were your thoughts? Dude, uh, Fogel was just he was really good. Like he was pushing play, he's creating turnovers. He's again came as advertised. He was um, creating chances there and. Uh, I was I was uh, kind of disappointed for him that he wasn't able to put one in last night because he was definitely a player that had some of the most effort. I think him and Ryan kind of clicked last night. I don't know if you caught that as well. Yeah, no, I I really like Ryan there too as well. Actually. Yeah, he had, he had a great game. I mean, great I know game. it's the first game and we've had a small sample size of the actual Oilers team we'll be cheering for for this season, but I mean, it's it's really nice to see these depth players that we bring in come in and do exactly what you know what i mean yeah yep back to that exactly as as advertised again right like these kind of players come in our bottom six right stuff like that hymen up on our top six and you bring these guys in and they they're doing exactly what we expected of them we ended up getting a win mike smith is here doing exactly what we love him to do so it's oh man it's a game like that will really make a guy so excited for what has what the rest of the season has to offer. 100%. 100%. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny because uh, I, I, obviously I'm not very used to seeing Fogel out there, uh, but every time I kind of saw him, I confuse him with McDavid like all the time. And it's <laughs> it's not not because he was blazing around or anything, just because I kept seeing a seven on like a taller guy, and I was like, oh, that's got to be McDavid. Right. I'm like, oh, wait, that was Fogel? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, still getting used to it. But, no, I, I thought he had a really good game. And I think that uh, I'm really excited to see when Cassian gets back, how the three of them gel. Because I think Cassian is a little bit more opportunistic than uh, than was Turris. Although Turris didn't have an awful game either. I mean, he scored in the shootout. Yeah, no, well, he, yeah, he won it for us in the shootout there. Um, I mean, oh. First of all, it was so sad to see Cassian on the bench for the home opener. I think, yep. uh, oh, man, that type of player really would have made a difference, especially after that Tyler Myers hit. Um, oh, well, 100%. Right? So it sucks to not have him, but it's good to see him up. And hopefully, I think he was on the ice not long ago and stuff like that. So hopefully he can get back to the ice time soon. But uh, no, Cassian would bring a great addition to that line as well. You're right. Yeah, I I because I think he's, uh, like I was saying, I think he's a little bit more opportunistic. And I think with a player like Fogel, who's able to, like, funnel you those pucks, like, you know, you never know, you know? And Ryan's just kind of, like, you know, not very flashy, but he's pretty steady, you know? like He's a consistent player. And pretty- I think I think that's what um, – the nice thing about depth players is I think if we looked at our depth last year, we didn't have really a lot of consistency. Yep, very true. But I, but I think when you get a guy like uh, Ryan and stuff like that, and you know, Fogel, we're going to get consistency out of that that line, right? We're going to get we're going to get that night in and night out. And I mean, they might have their off game. Don't get me wrong, but I think, oh, of course, everyone. I does. think that's what creates solid depth is consistency, right? Because we'd have a game where our bottom bottom six were one of the best lines we had, and then you'd have another game where it was like, well, why did you guys even put these guys out? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think we'll have to worry about that this season, so that's exciting news for the fans. Yeah, I mean, if like it just it's just Fogel's work ethic, I think, that really 
like uh, caught my attention at first was like he didn't really give up on a play, and even if he wasn't one to like, he's a very strong forechecker. You know, he wasn't one to like uh, stand back or just kind of let them have their time and space. He was like always right yeah. after the pack as soon as he could. I like it. And yeah, I think that was that was really nice to see. Um, I will say, however, there were a few guys that I took exception to last night. I don't know. I wasn't, wasn't the biggest fan of. Uh, starting with uh, Chris Russell. Oh, Chris Russell had a rough game. <laughs> yeah, Chris Russell. Oh, man. I don't even know. Oh. Yeah, that was not his strongest showing. He... Um, uh, especially kind of like the cherry on top of him because he kind of like he had a little a couple de- defensive lapses, but the cherry on top for everything for me was cross checking Pearson. Like we know cross checking is getting called. He cross checks Pearson late in the third, right into Mike Smith. Like you know, like, <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure they scored on that power play. I'm pretty sure that's the one that they got us on. Yeah, well, I think they got us on the one. They got us on the Barry one. I on the Barry one? Yeah, the Barry yeah. penalty. Yeah, that's the one they got us. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, but it, nonetheless, oh, man. Like you, you can't be taking penalties late in games like that, especially like you said, a cross-check penalty that we kind of knew was probably going to come and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. It's, yeah, it's tough to say. And even, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad yeah. you, brought, you brought up Barry because he was my other one. I was like, oh, boy. Oh man, how many fumbles with the puck? Oh, uh, like even that uh, that one goal specifically. Uh, I think it was the Hughes goal. Uh, Barry's like trying to tie up Patterson, and he totally just hits him off. Pretty much, just reverse checks him off of him. Doesn't really cause much of a threat. Didn't he? Didn't budge at all. And I was like, oh man, Barry. Oh man, it's his inconsistencies with his, with, with his puck handling too. I think. Yeah, that especially. Oh man, and his first passes are not good. I think Mm-mm. I do want to say that's the one thing about having CC and Keith back there. Their first pass out of the zone was usually tape to tape. I'm very glad you brought that up. I was very, I was very impressed by Keith's passing. Um, that was probably the one part of his game that really popped to me. It was like. Yes, wow, his, that first pass out of the zone, that breakout was always yeah. close. I think, as we know from recent seasons, that first pass is usually our worst, and uh, that a lot of the times that forces our forwards or our defensemen, like Darnell Nurse, to try and skate the puck into the zone. And then at the end of the play, all they do is dump it in, chase it, and lose it. So I think if we can get that first pass crisp, a solid breakout, oh, man. I mean, we we got a transition team. I mean – yeah, some of the fastest yeah. players on the, in the league. So that first pass better be Chris. So like, it was great to see Keith actually have that first pass, just tape to tape every single time. Bouchard as well, actually, was very, very good last night. Yeah, he had a pretty solid showing last night. I was going to say, uh, Barry did not impress me. It kind of seemed like he didn't really impress Tippett either as towards the end of the game. We saw Bouchard on that top pairing, which is instead of Barry. Which is something, I, like I said before, I was kind of hoping to see. Yep. Um, right. So no, I think, I think Bouchard is just a superior player in my mind. So and yeah, I mean, you could, you could tell, I mean, dude, there was a play defensively hundred percent. There was a play, just this calmness, man. There was a time yep. in our zone. I think it was, there was three guys on him and we were trying to get the puck out. It was a dog fight along the boards. And this dude just made a simple, just a touch pass, just like, I don't even – it was literally probably four <laughs> feet maybe at most, but it was just like a, a touch pass in between some dude's stick right out to the tape of another guy, and it was a breakout from there. I can't remember who he passed it to. I would just remember looking over yeah. and saying to my wife, like, did you see that? Like, that was just comments. <laughs> I don't understand it, right? Because, I mean, this would be technically his rookie season, right? So, yeah, to come in and have that kind of poise in your first game in the NHL, like true – Full season NHL season, I guess, whatever you could call it. Um, yeah, no, he just the poise. It was crazy to see. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have to agree with you. Like he, he seems so steady. Like he, he feels like he knows what he's doing. Like he's been there a thousand times. Plays like a veteran, and it's 
it, it's really encouraging to see like this is why this guy's so highly touted um i think that a lot of fan bases are going to be surprised by bouchard this year because you know uh being part of the new era instagram thing and us expanding into the states i feel like some of these some of these other fans of other teams don't really know bouchard all that well and well, i think I- they're they're about to Oh, 100%. He's going to be one of those top D-men, I think, um, in years to come. I mean, let's be honest. He's, what, only 21 years old? So he's, like he's still he's still a pup, people would say. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There was times last night that I think he did get a little bit out-muscled on the puck. I mean, but again, that relates to being a 21-year-old. Give him a year or two to kind of fill out. I mean... Most of these D-men don't really become rock, rock solid until they're 24, 25. Yeah, 24. Right? You get your exceptions, but, I mean, I think we're going to start to see a very beautiful thing as far as Evan Bouchard's career, personally. Yeah, yeah, I I can't can't disagree with you there. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, like, um, glad to see Keith was okay after that big hit, hey? I forgot dummied, which was probably pay. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, Vancouver fans are probably extremely happy to see it after seeing Duncan Keith just absolutely elbow chop freaking Sabine in the playoffs there that one year. But uh, no, it was, I mean, I think you could see Keith kind of saw him coming. But I mean, Tyler Myers is also, what, 12 feet tall. So, yeah. Yeah, no, he's got to have his head on a swivel. I mean, every time he touched the puck, Vancouver fans just booed him in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. That was like, there's still a lot of animosity towards Keith in that city. Yeah. So, man. New logo, same beef. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. Uh, you figured maybe some of that would go away with time, but fans never forget. Never. Never. Yeah. Well, especially to a guy like the Sedins. He was... Yeah. They were they were both beloved in Vancouver, so that'll never ever be forgotten until his career is over. And even then, Vancouver fans would probably still try to fight him in the street if they saw him. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, oh man, I think he did see him coming. To be totally honest with you, I think he saw him coming and took the hit to make the play. I mean, oh yeah, for sure. You look, you look at the NHL; it's one of those. How do you explain it? You're, you're going to get some and you're going to give some, right? So Yeah, 100%. Right? So, I mean, it was good to see him come back, though. Like you said, it was good to see him come back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was kind of like – I wasn't worried that he was, like, seriously injured, I would, wouldn't would say. But I would I was kind of worried that he might go into concussion protocol. That's Well, with the bleeding forehead, I think everybody probably had a thought that was probably going to happen. Yeah. So, I, when I saw him come back out, I was like, oh, okay. So, it wasn't – wasn't as bad as not even concussion protocol bad so right so i mean what do you go get stitched up and come back so yeah pretty much they, they oh, played yeah. a lot hey yeah actually who keith and uh, cc yeah keith and cc no i think he only had like 15 minutes did did he only play like 15 yeah. i felt like he was out there forever i know well i think it was just that he uh showed that rate of skill while he was out there everybody was just like wow he's out there again doing good stuff so yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just trying to make everybody love them. <laughs> well, you know, we gotta love him now. So, right, exactly. He's an oiler. We can't not. Yeah, yeah no, I think him. yeah. He only had fifteen twenty four, and CC only had just about seventeen minutes. So seventeen minutes. I guess that's not too bad. That's around like second pair average. Yeah. No, I mean. Darnell's putting Darnell's putting up another thirty-two minute night, so that was interesting. Yeah, right, right. So I mean, but we talked about we talked about uh, Bouchard and how well he played, and he played twenty-two minutes last night. So he played twenty-two minutes. Yeah, man. Really, with Chris Russell? Yes, sir. Wow. Minutes. I mean, don't get me wrong. His time on the top line with uh, Nurse there probably helped a lot. Oh yeah, probably. I guess now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah, Barry. Barry had a rough night too last night. He had yeah. a couple bad giveaways. He just can constantly just gets out muscled on every puck it feels. But like, I don't know. I, think I it's, see it's wide level for me. Yeah, I don't think he has the composure, and I don't know why. I felt like young in early in his career, he was a little bit more composed. But for some reason. Maybe it's because the microscope's always so far on him at this point in his career. It's gotta be. 
right? That, but yeah. I mean, like, it just seems like everything is a panic with him. There's no, like, like I said before, Bouchard just calm, collected, one touch pass, right tape to tape. And this guy can't even make a simple breakout pass sometimes. And when he does, it's either a fan or, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's tough to see for a contract like that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like we could have got something a little bit better out of the deal. Like, let him walk and get something better, but instead here we are. We gotta love him, right? Gotta That's your saying. We gotta <laughs> yeah. love him. Gotta love him. Yeah, I know why he's here. Don't get me wrong. He put up points. He looked great on the power play. Had some good shots. You know, he he was pretty. I'm pretty sure it was one of his plays that led to that Hyman power play goal. But as far as defense goes, it's a little. Like, that's just – I felt like that game was prototypical Tyson Berry. Like, he was out there, great on the power play, had some good moments in the offensive zone, but just every chance that Vancouver got uh, against Berry, they just – they took it and ran, literally. <laughs> yeah, and I think one one of the big things, even in the offensive zone, when you look at Barry, and you know what? I wanted Barry – I still want Barry to do so well. I just, oh, 100%. I just think there's certain things that he needs to tighten up. I mean, I'm going to be critical on a lot of players probably throughout this season. Uh, that's just a passion I guess the fan has. But, uh, no, I think Tyson Berry, even if you look at it offensively, he just, I don't know, man, there's a lot of forced pat shots, for instance, um, on the that's offensive true. side. And a lot of block shots due to it, right? Like he's trying to put pucks through four guys instead of making a simple touch pass on the sideboards to another player. Or he'll pump it deep and either overshoot the guy down low or not get it there enough, and then it's being turned over along those uh, end boards. Um, I just think, yeah, man, it's just both ends of the map for me for Tyson Berry is just – I mean, don't get me wrong, power play for sure. He is a great puck mover when he's yep. pass, when his passes are on. I mean, when they've, they're on the extra attack or whatever, yes, he's a great puck mover. But when it's five on five, when he's in the offensive zone sometimes, I think it's just panic, panic, panic. And it's honestly, it's it's scary because, I mean, don't get me wrong, our goaltender will sometimes turn the puck over too, but like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was, uh, yeah, <sighs> I don't know. There he is, you know, it's first game of the season. He's got a long time to, but then again, it's also like the been the knock on him his whole career. So. That's what I mean. It's kind of yeah. pattern. It's, it's pattern at this point, right? Like, yeah. we know it's imminent. So, yeah, but hopefully, you know, he can. I, I would it be too much to ask him to improve at this point in his career? I guess he's kind of. And he's a little bit far in for it to be like, oh, uh, next year he'll get better kind of thing. Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've got a lot of youth coming up too, right? So I think that's true. I think this season we're honestly going to see the start of like Nurse and Bouchard kind of be our defensive core. I mean, yeah. I don't think we'll probably ever get cleft bomb back at this point so i kind of doubt it me too right yeah. so i mean it's at this point it's kind of what i'm hoping these guys are kind of teaching these younger players as much as they can possibly learn i think keith is going to be one of the best best uh additions to our team for that but yeah i don't know man i think tyson barry is i i don't know i just I'm so annoyed with him sometimes that it's just like yeah. You know I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty frustrated with him too. Right, and then taking like that penalty, it was like the cherry on top, you know. And I was like, oh boy, that's exactly it, right? And it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, the goal they scored on that penalty, Mike Smith had no chance. The penalty kill was great. Just took a weird deflection off of uh, Nugent Hopkins' stick and coming off of uh, OEL's stick. Like his shot is great. That's wrist shot. The snapshot from the blue line is a rocket. So yeah. when it's when it hits a stick and changes direction that fast, there's no chance for Mike Smith, right? So yeah, but yeah, Barry. Hey, you know who's another guy that I would love to touch on? Actually, um, Colton Sevier. Hey, way to stand up for our boy Keith. Can I say that? <laughs> I, I mean. He had zero yeah. chance of doing absolutely anything to Tyler Myers, but like he no, gave but us, he still he gave, did it anyway. He gave it an honest go. I mean, that's these are new players sticking up for new players. You know what I mean? That's big for a team coming together, right? So 
Oh yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I actually really like that out of C of your shows. He has a lot of heart. Hundred percent. You know, I, I think that that's that's something that I wouldn't say we're lacking, but I would I kind of would say that our team kind of lacks emotion, I think. Uh, at times, like you saw how excited we were, <laughs> excited, I guess, in parentheses, <laughs> when uh, the last uh, last moments of that Winnipeg series when McDavid was really giving it to the guys and he was animated and he was yelling and there was emotion. You know, we were just so excited to see some emotion coming out of this team. Yep. And I think that's something that I guess, yeah, I guess we did lack. And it's great to see that some of the new guys are bringing that. Like in Sevier, sticking up for a teammate. And honestly, I thought he had a pretty decent game. Like, he he was really good on the penalty kill. Like, our penalty yeah, he, kill, what, like, uh, four for five or something like that? Something like that, yeah. And you know what? I mean, he didn't put up a lot of minutes, but he did seem uh, fairly effective while he was out there, right? So, but like you said, he did really, really well on the PK. Um, where else did I notice him? Oh man, defensively, he was a very defensive uh, yeah. player. Like he was, he did really well in the defensive zone as well. Actually, um, yeah. yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. We like did if, actually go four for five. Yeah, hey, on um, the penalty kill. Yeah, it was just that, it's just that stupid Tyson Berry penalty. Yeah, Damn man. it, Tyson! Damn it! <laughs> it's uh, I. I remember being like, "Yep, I I felt it coming" because it was like. We're taking so many penalties. Like one of these is eventually gonna like. Oh go yeah, bad, right. Like hundred percent. It just had to be. It just had to be that one. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean. But yeah, no. Colton Sevier was great last night. I, I really. I don't know. I, I enjoyed him being there, and I imagine going forward he'll probably be our extra forward. Yeah, probably. I imagine they'll probably send McLeod down. Do you think? Once uh, Cassian's back, or I don't know how that works. I don't know. It's going to be hard to say because, I mean, even like Perlini after the preseason he had, he did not play very much in that game last night at all. He did not. He missed Shore, I, I noticed. Yeah, his, yeah uh, you're right. His yeah. with Shore was noticeably not there because he was, he was out. Is he injured? I think. I, honestly, I had no idea, to be totally honest with you. I wonder if he was just maybe a healthy scratch. I have no idea because I had not heard anything about Devin Shore. And then sure enough, there yeah. he comes onto the bench. And I was like, kind of like, uh, what? what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because that, that line was really good. But um, yeah, I think that um, – he wasn't awful though. I noticed he did get like a good chance. Sevier actually got robbed too mm-hmm. early in the first. Um, yep. He had a really good chance. And oh boy, Chase on. How about Chase on on that power oh, play? Oh man, and you know what? <laughs> you you it, probably I know was... exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, oh man, that dude had so many chances on that power play. And this is a guy coming from a PTO as well. That's the crazy part. He's up there on their first line power play at this point. And, yeah, man. and like the thing was. Uh, I don't know if you remember, like one of the power plays, he got the puck. He was totally by himself on the side of the net. Yeah, and he sat there for what it felt like an eternity, staring at Mike Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally <laughs> saw that because he'd like look up at the camera, look over at Mike Smith, look up at the screen, <laughs> look over at Mike Smith. Like, like it was. Yeah, I do remember that because yeah. I actually had a little chuckle to myself about that. I sat there and I was like, oh man, when I saw it go to the open wing, and then I was like, oh, it's Chase on. And I was like, why isn't he doing something? <laughs> like, right? like what know. is he doing? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so confusing. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. But he had a lot of chances on that power play as well. But no, our boy Mike Smith standing tall. Tall. Yeah. Very tall. He was, he came in. He was, he was good. He was good in the shootout too. Yes, he was. He was pretty good. And he just, you know, if he plays that way, Throughout the rest of the season, and we get some half decent goaltending from Miko Koskinen. Which, I mean, he looked pretty decent in the preseason, to be told. Yeah, he didn't look too bad. But, I mean, you know, maybe. So, I mean, we all know goaltending has always been our biggest flaw. So, if we could have a guy, I mean, outside of a few other things, I guess, but I think goaltending yeah. is usually <laughs> one of the major ones. Um, yeah, no, if we can get this Mike, if we can get last year's Mike Smith, which was pretty good evidence last night that we could i mean like i said it's only one game there's still 
81 left to go, but mm -hmm. oh, man, it's an exciting time to be an Oilers fan, I think, dude. I've, like I said, I've never looked at a season with such optimism. I think we've always had that, nah, we don't really have this yet, or we, yeah, right. I mean, we need to have this happen in order for that to probably happen, right? Right, right. I think maybe not this year. I think we definitely can sit this year and be like, ah, man, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident with the group we have. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to see us go for the division personally. Oh, 100% battle. You know, I, I think that like Vegas, don't get me wrong, like it's not going to be easy. Vegas no, but I personally team. think Vegas is really going to regret giving rid of Flurry personally. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see about that. I mean, they're now that they don't have, arguably that was probably the strongest tandem in the league. Hundred like, percent. Flurry was lights out last year, and then his backup is Robin Lehner. Like that's what <laughs> I mean. He's good. Yeah. Like he's 100%. a really good goalie in his own right. Really good goalie. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I think we could probably totally attend for the division this year. Um, like I said, I honestly have us going deep in the playoffs as well. So, yeah, it's, who knows? Yeah, it's I, just a lot of optimism coming into the season. I think that first game, although there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of upset from having them come back from a two nothing lead, but uh, yeah, I think that's something like. Would it, be, would it be an Oilers game without that? Just kidding. It does kind of feel that way, that they just like to, you know, make sure we're all still awake. Like, yeah, you know, worry like about toy it. with them, yeah. Yeah, like all the way till the very end. Like, yeah, and they'll be like, oh, okay, we'll do this. Terrorists get out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's uh, – I don't know, man. It's – there's a lot to be optimistic about, I think, especially after watching that last game. Yeah, I mean, Yamo looked good too. I mean, we didn't really talk about Dude. him, but he looked pretty good. Man, like he I got I, away I, with a huge hold there towards the end. I was like, did oh. he ever? Where he's just like riding the stick. I was like, what, what are was you that doing? Horvat? Was that Horvat? <laughs> he was just riding. Yeah, yeah, I'm oh, pretty sure God. those Horvat. I was like, oh my yeah. God, Yamo, what right, are you doing? Right in, right in front of the ref. Right in front of him. Even he's like, uh, really? <laughs> like, yeah, I saw that was so bad. But yeah, he did have a great game. Like I said, watching him get robbed on that breakaway, I was kind of, oh, Broke I was, my heart. yeah, Broke I, was my really, heart. I was like, yeah, because remember, like we've called it, I really hope Yamamoto has kind of a breakout season this year. So yeah, uh, that was a little bit of a sting, but he did have a lot of chances. He did. Point. He did. That whole line did right, so it was. Yeah, it was it was clicking pretty well. I mean, I would, I will counter that with I think, Yama was probably the quietest guy on that line, but I'm not by much. I think like him and Hyman were doing some good work there. Yeah, no, especially sure. Nuge. Nuge looked great too. Like he looked like you know, the Nuge we've all come to expect, all come to see, love. come to love night in, night out. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I. Like I said earlier in this pod, man, I think he's one of those players that kind of you notice progressively gets better every season. Um, just small things. One year it went to faceoffs, the next year it went to his defensive accountability. The next year his offense started to kick in, but he kept everything else right. So I think yeah. he's he's one of our most undervalued players. Not because he's not a great player or because he doesn't get talked about. It's just because he's got no choice, but he's under the shadow of McDavid and Drysaddle, right? So Yeah, hard to break that shadow. Oh, man. like I mean, and by every right, I think he prefers it that way. I don't think he really seems like the type of guy that really wants all that spotlight. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Taylor Hall, when he was here, for sure, would probably be a little butthurt. He's under the, under the shadow. But um, <laughs> Nuge has always been that kind of player that just kind of Brings his work bail to most games, and but no, that Hyman uh, Yamo Nuge line. I'm very excited to see that. Although I still think that should be a Drysdale Yamamoto Nuge line. So yeah, geez, like get the dry line back. It seems like Tippett just hates the dry line. <laughs> I know. Well, I think he just. I think he just knows how potent a McDavid Drysdale line is. Doesn't matter who you pair them with. To be totally honest with you, uh, yeah. but like you said, I'd only prefer to see that late in the game if we're down a goal or whatever. You're trying to get an insurance marker on a power play, or you know what I mean. You're just coming yeah. off a big penalty kill. Then sure, throw them out. 
And I think that was one of the things he did utilize them in the past was usually after a penalty kill. I yeah, after a penalty kill. Out, right. So, um, I don't know. I think I think we'll have a lot more success having them split. But then again, I'm also not a multi-million dollar coach in the NHL. These are just my opinions. So I could. Who knows? I That's somebody true. could be listening to this and be like, "Dude, what do you know, man? You got to keep these guys together." Blah yeah. blah, blah blah. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. In my yeah, experience no. as a hockey fan and player, I think you need to have that skill set <laughs> separated. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I'm really excited to see, because uh, we did t- uh, touch earlier on uh, bonding as a team. Yes. What better way to bond a team than a Battle of Alberta? Ah, <sighs> oh, man. Battle of Alberta. There's honestly, I don't know if there's much of a rivalry like it. Like as far as uh, right now, I mean, maybe the Florida one will rival it right now. But I mean, outside yeah, I of like that, that I, I don't think there's really a battle. I don't know how as, in, as intense as the Battle of Alberta. To be honest with you, yeah, it's a, it's a very heated rivalry. Like, oh boy, and we're gonna be treated to one very soon. Our next game on Saturday is Battle of Alberta, Oilers Flames. Here in our home building. I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Oh, man, me too. I mean, like, well, Hockey Night in Canada action. Right. Little, right. <laughs> little uh, Battle of Alberta. It's going to be a great Saturday. I think that's going to be a big game. I think, I don't know how to explain it. I just don't know if. It's a Flames, home, uh, Flames season opener, too. So you yeah. know they're going to come out swinging. They are, but I don't know if they've really hard to say. I don't know if they'd really be a huge threat this season. I mean, they could. They could be. Right? I just... Yeah. I don't know. Like, to us anyways, I don't know if they will be. I think... I'm hoping Cassian's back and ready to roll, because I need him to just pummel Kachuk <laughs> as usual. That's, like, my favorite part of it. I don't know what it is about it, but I just salivate when I see him rough up Kachuk. So... <laughs> no, I'm really excited to see it, too. Like, uh, I wonder who's going to play. I wonder if we're going to stick with the McDavid dry line or or how that's going to go because it is a home game so I just assume that they'd probably stay together but you know it was also a battle of Alberta so you never know he might want to roll some lines in that one yeah well I think I don't know if really Calgary's depth is too huge so it might be a good opportunity to actually split those guys up and have them play separately because I mean I think Calgary is probably going to be in for a little bit of a rough season. Personally, that's just my opinion. You can oh, s- hot take from Brett. Yeah, it is a hot take, and I'm going to yeah. take it as an Edmonton Oilers fan as well. And <laughs> so, but no, I don't know, man. I think I'm just excited for it. I'm just I love a battle of Alberta and Holland. yeah, right. Like there's just not there's just nothing like it. I. I'm just hoping because we had a couple years of a really like lull battle of Alberta. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, I think that kind of the Kachuk beef kind of restarted, reignited it all up again. Um, hundred percent, right? So yeah, it'll be exciting to see what the boys do. It'll be exciting to see what Tippett does as far as lines as well. Um, and it'll be right. nice to see what these players like Duncan Keith. Uh, I cannot wait to see Keith I'm in in a battle yeah. of Alberta. Like, I mean, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the battle of Ontario might be probably pretty good, but he's never seen anything like a battle of Alberta. I can promise hundred, you that. hundred times, hundred percent. Like literally like <laughs> I could not agree with you more, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that Fogel's going to get under the skin of a lot of Calgary fans. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I think so will Ryan being an ex flames fan. Right, I, being an ex-flame, I think you'll know how to really get in the guys' heads. Right, and, I mean, who knows? I could go both ways. Maybe they know how to get into his head. But no, I'm very excited to see what kind of uh, what kind of transpires. How they're how, like you said, they're going to be buzzing. I think the Oilers are going to be a little bit. Uh, I want to say a little angry having that last game they had go to shootout, being up with over halfway through the game, halfway through the third period, I should say, and then ended up coming. And having that game decided in a shootout, I, I bet yep. you that probably grinds their gears. I mean, Tippett already mentioned that there was some stuff that they had to work on, so I expect them to come in even sharper than they did against uh, uh, Vancouver. Vancouver? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how Puliyarvi's season is going to go. Like, I think this guy is on the cusp of. 
I don't know, maybe like maybe like a big breakout season. Like I'm talking like maybe Massive. the guy hits 30 goals, you know? Like I, I mean to see that, you know what? He almost seems a little faster this season. I think his biggest thing that's going to um, really determine that is how much did he work on his shot and how much will he continue to work on his shot throughout yep. the season? Because I think my biggest knock on the guy is that he really just can't seem to hit the net. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, he had that tap in down low and it was a, a great skill play, but his shots, I mean, he's got an unreal wrist shot but it seems he like it's, all, it's always missing the net, right? And I think if he can start to get some of those to the net and actually, you know what I mean, start hitting start – hit, because he's only missing it by a little bit, right? Yeah, just need some fine-tuning. Right, that's it. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I think, like, I agree with you. I, I know I had called Yamamoto having it there a little a couple podcasts ago, but I after seeing that first game from uh, Pugliarvi, I think, I think you're 100% right. I expect this – I don't expect it. I, I really believe that – he could uh, if he truly obviously wanted to. Yeah. I mean, obviously 30 goals is a bit bold, but, but, but I mean, look, you never look know who he's playing with. Look who he's playing with. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a very skilled player, right? He's on that power play too. Right. Like, he's a big man. Um, all he has to do is do exactly what Ivan does and sit in front of that net. <laughs> and I bet you McDavid will find your tape, your stick or something like that for either a skill play, like his goal last night or, um, you know what just a shot right or tipping yeah. or whatever it is right it like, in. right so i mean i'm i'm excited to see he seems he seems like he's even progressed just that much more in this offseason so it'll be exciting to see what he does alongside if they keep mcdavid and dry together we'll see what he does alongside them yeah no 100 percent. i i think that that's gonna be really exciting to see uh i'm a big fan of pulley rvs i mean who isn't in this city he's I think he's won him over just about everyone who who uh, turned against him. I mean, right. I'm not going to lie. I kind of did, too. I was like, oh, well, he doesn't want to be an oiler. Then there's the door, I guess, you know? I know, but then you know what? Understanding then, the circumstances as well. I mean, yep. he did not get fair treatment while he was here. He could not speak the language very well. And, I mean, man, yeah, I, also thought, I also thought that they brought him in way too soon. I mean, you look at kind of what they've done with Bouchard and just kind of like let him coast up his way to the NHL, um, right? Really get the experience that he needs to come and really be a very, very valuable player here. And yeah, Puyarvi really never got that when he got here. He got thrown to the Wolves. And I mean, he was part of teams that were not that great. Um, so it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I was, I agree with you. I was one of those players that was kind of at his throat too, but kind of knowing why he was kind of like, down and then yeah just see yeah, well, him come. like at his throat but i was more like i was well, i'm gonna be honest with you i was like this guy's trash like yeah, fair trash. enough right like and i mean looking at it yeah you're coming to a, a media outlet that is i mean if you're not on your game they're gonna tear you apart a fan base yeah. that'll do the exact same and you can barely speak the language you can barely explain to them like everything that's going on in your head right so yeah i think he his time away really really did well for his uh progression um and 100 coming back he's honestly been lights out since so yeah i was gonna say like i mean just have to give props to ken hall and again like he played this thing perfectly could you imagine if we just dumped him for whatever like if shirelli was at the helm right he would have been gone probably days before he even needed to request a trade like yeah, yeah. we probably would have been for nothing yeah, exactly, right? So, so it, you um, know, it's just props to Ken Holland for sticking to his guns, you know, letting him go off to uh, to finish leagues and come back home and – I sorry, go back home and find his game again, you know, find that confidence and find what made him a top prospect to begin with. Yeah, it was – like, that's a great way to explain it. It was definitely his confidence that he – that was shot when while he was here on his first stint, but – it's obviously back because he's been a completely different player. He's, I think he's kind of been what we expected out of him when we drafted oh, yeah. him, right? So, uh, no, it's honestly, man, I'm just excited for the season he's having. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for Mike Smith. Holy stutter my words towards the end here. <laughs> I'm excited to see what Hyman continues to do for this team. I mean, that first line, that second line, the third line. Yeah, he's coming in having a good game. CC, we were kind of like, yeah, and then he kind of 
come out and had a pretty consistent game. I mean, yeah, he wasn't. He there wasn't was, bad. They both had their moments, but I mean, so did everybody else in our defense defensive core outside of maybe nurse and uh bouchard to be totally honest with you um, yeah well i mean you don't blow a two goal game without having kind of a bad night defensively so well like i said before i don't know if you can really call that for instance that first goal i mean it was great positioning on the defensive side of the uh, penalty kill um, yeah not much you can do stick. not much you can do about a shot redirecting from that distance i mean there was a great screen in front of the net and we've I've talked about OEL's fucking wrist shot already this podcast and how fast it is and how hard it is. So it changing direction that quick, you know, man, hard to stop. A guy like Vasilevsky couldn't even save that. Right. It's just the reaction time just isn't there for most goaltenders. Right. So yeah, Vasilevsky is. Yeah. They're having a rough start to their season. I was going to say that they're, uh, they're not doing too hot this year so far. Not us, though. Undefeated. Book it. <laughs> Stack the banners, boys. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not going to say anything too ambitious one night in, but I'm pretty sure we can plan the parade right away. Right, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure the rings are already being made. Um, yeah, the banner is already at the arena. We're just waiting to hang it. Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. I, I don't know if you uh, heard anything about uh, – that online movement, I guess, to change our goal song to uh, La Bamba for La Bamba, yeah, for yeah, Joey, for Joey Moss. Yep, I noticed that they played it after our win. Yes, they did. It's they did, win. and I was it's like, our oh, official win song. What do you know? I'll take yeah, that. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I heard McDavid talk about it in the presser and how much it means to them to have that, and how Joey nothing loved nothing more than a win. So, I mean, what? What better way to, to honor him than to play his favorite track? Right. And you know, you never know what a win song, good win song can do for a team. Hey, I mean La Bamba's kind of a banger too. So yeah. I mean I can't complain. Right. So I mean, hey, what better track to have? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, uh, you just look what uh playing Gloria did for uh, the, the blues. Right. What am a cup, man? What am a cup? Yeah, you know, I'm not saying plan the parade, but plan the parade, you know. Hey, I'm saying it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I mean, hey. No, but I do want us to win the division. I don't know if we will, but I'm... It'll be a battle, I, just... I think, but I think we have the team this year. That, I, I have the optimism that we have the team this year that could do that. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say I would be kind of disappointed if we finished below second. Second yeah. or first. And I want to mm. be in, like, a last week fight for first, to be honest. Yeah, to yeah, honest pretty with much. You. you know what I mean? I don't want to be one of those teams that is in a last week fight for a playoff spot in general. Yeah, I, right. I like, want to be solidified. I don't want that angst because I feel like, eh, when you start to get into the games that are meaningful like that, I mean, we don't really have a huge amount of experience as well. So, I mean, bringing yeah. in Keith like that now, we do, but – I mean, those types of games are different. That the nerves are different. They are knowing a win or loss could be the, your season. You know what I mean? It's. I just don't want us to have to resort to that, and I don't think we should with the team we have. So, no, I don't think so either. And I think that like either first or third gives us a pretty good shot at if the Flames make the playoffs. I feel like they'll probably make it in like third place or maybe the wild card spot. And I want to play the Flames in the first round so badly. Oh, man. Could you imagine a battle of Alberta playoff round? How insane would that be? Playoff Uh, hockey, and then you add battle of Alberta in that? Oh, my God. Man, like. That'd be, I think, I, as much as Calgary and Edmonton fans kind of, I guess you could say, hate each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that everybody could appreciate a battle of Alberta, a playoff battle of Alberta, personally. Oh, man, especially with this new brand deal in the States. Like, what a better way to introduce a whole swath of fans than literally, like, the battle of Alberta. Like, here you go on TNT. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this will be the – I think the most games McDavid will have aired on an American network, I guess you could say. So, I mean, yeah. most of these guys really don't get to see him unless they play their team, right? So, right. Like, this is crazy. This whole new oh, deal man. and whatnot, like the exposure the league's getting. And well, I mean, it needed it. It's kind of like you look at, you look at what TNT was able to do for ah, basketball, for instance. Um, yeah. Right. It really, it really brought a lot of eyes to basketball. It created a little, I mean, 
Shaq and uh, oh, what's it, Charles Barkley or Charles absolutely, Barkley, yeah. absolutely hilarious together. I mean, <laughs> you saw Charles Barkley and Gretzky there on this yeah, one, right? I thought Shoot. that was pretty fun. Yeah, right. So I mean, they just <laughs> add a different element. I think we're gonna. It's like you said. I think it's gonna bring a lot more, a lot more attention to the league and guys like McDavid and all those other players that play like Austin Matthews, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's going to be great. And I mean, I would not be completely opposed to expanding the Oilers fan base, like come all aboard, like all aboard, to be excited about hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, with the best player in hockey, what more could you want? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Well, Brett, I think maybe we'll, we'll end it there for this week. Yeah, sounds good. That sounds good, man. We'll have two big games. We'll have, like you said, a battle of Alberta to talk about next next week, and another one as well. So, we'll have a lot to talk about next week as a lot well. To talk so. about. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, we'll net ourselves a few more wins here. Also, we can hang two more banners. Sick. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Well, everyone, this has been another week here with the New Era Oilers podcast, presented to you by the New Era Hockey Network. I'm Nick Chung. You can find me on Instagram at N-I-C-H-C-H-U-N-G-M-E-L. And uh, you can find actually the New Era show. It's I guess it's not a show on Instagram, but New Era <laughs> at New Era Oilers on Instagram and Twitter. And where can they find you at, Brett? You guys can find me up on Twitter, uh, Big Wills 8 That's B-I-G-W-I-L-L-Z-8. Catch me up on Twitter. I'm, uh, I took a little bit of a hiatus before, but I'm back. I'm ready to post lots of stuff. So Yeah, Big Wills is back. Big Wills is back. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see you next week, everybody. 